We'll get to episode 226 in just a moment. But before we do, I'd like to ask for your support of I Can See You. Whenever you need to buy something at Amazon.com, please use my affiliate link by going to ICanSeeYou.com slash Amazon. That'll take you directly to the Amazon.com homepage. Shop as you normally do. Check out as you normally do. It doesn't cost you anything more, but I do earn a small commission on most purchases. Again, that's ICanSeeYou.com slash Amazon. And remember, I Can See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U.com slash Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 226 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really do appreciate you joining me for this episode, and as usual, I've got a few things to talk about, and they're going to be a little more quick hit today than usual, and we're going to start off with fantasy hockey. (laughs) I know, I know, I said I wasn't going to mention it again, but here we are, and I'm in the finals, and as of this recording on Sunday afternoon, Easter Sunday, at around 4.30 p.m., I am beating Nick in the finals, five to four. I don't really believe it looks good for me, but I'm trying my best. And in fact, before I hit the record button, I was supposed to go and find somebody to pick up for today because the defenseman was out. But I am in the finals. There's still about four or five more days left in the NHL season. So I'm not sure how that's going to play out for me, but it's exciting to be in the finals again. But against a Canadian, I don't really have a shot, right? In the coming week, I'm going to be starting at CBVI, the Center for Blind and Visually Impaired, in Chester. For 10 days, I'm going to be learning, or I should say, relearning JAWS. I last took some JAWS training there back in 2014 and maybe 2015, but I know for sure 2014. And it's basically how my my whole blind life really started Because after that, Warren, who I met there, got me into the NFB. And obviously, I talk a lot about the NFB here, so you know how that's been going. So I start there. I have a laptop, which I have yet to open. And I'm hoping it's okay, because I think we're even past that 90-day mark. (laughs) And thank you, Frank, for giving me that advice. But I probably should have opened it and messed around with it a little bit. But I haven't, and now I'll find out this week how it is. But I'm starting there, and I'm excited because at the moment, as I record this, and as I've been talking about for the last few weeks to month or so, I've had a lot of difficulty using the computer with any kind of vision where I would zoom in and I still couldn't read things, or I'd zoom in and I thought it would say one thing, but it said something else. So it's just gotten to the point where I really need to do more just listening as opposed to listening and trying to zoom in and things like that. Whether it's my vision just going south or it has to do with the psoriatic arthritis medicine TALTS that I started taking a few months ago, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. I can't see. Whatever it is, one way or the other, I can't can't see. 
I can't see even more. And it's become an issue, as I've mentioned, around the house and everything else, bumping into things and doing all sorts of craziness. But I'm excited to start because I have this Windows laptop that I will then be able to, for example, during the day when Liz is at work and Ziggy will not come down with me into Studio B, and I I really think it's because there are no windows down here, I can sit up on the main level of the house and at least return emails and do a lot of things on a PC rather than my phone or an iPad or things like that. And I'm excited for that because it's some things I wait and then by the time Liz gets home, everything starts to pile up and I don't have a chance to get to everything because I'm responding to those emails or doing research on something that if I had a computer, I would have been doing when I was hanging out with Ziggy, not wondering what he's getting into. And and a lot of folks say, well, he's okay by himself. I Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's okay, but it only takes one thing to for him to eat that I don't know that's there or... Uh, For example, it's Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday, a couple of years ago, we were taking him to a a vet because he had eaten something and was throwing up and ended up needing surgery. So there was the trauma of the surgery (laughs) and the trauma of the $4,500 bill. I'm not sure which trauma was worse, but now I would say it would be the surgery on, (laughs) on Liz and I and Jacob and Jane. But back then, I don't know. So we don't like to leave him by himself roaming free. And I certainly don't want to put him in his crate for that because it's not fair to him and it's not why we got a dog. So I usually hang out with him and I do things on my phone that I can, but I'm not really great at taking notes. I've used a keyboard in the past off and on to mixed success. So I'm looking forward to having a proper computer and being able to do a lot of things during the day that I don't do right now. And that will alleviate everything piling up. So when it comes to the time that I can come back downstairs on the Mac and I need to work on a website or I need to do something else that I can then do that. And then I'm getting a lot more done. So I'll let you know how that goes. I'm looking forward to that. Like I said, it's two hours a day for 10 days and I'm going uh, three successive weeks, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 10 to noon. And then the following, the last day is going to be on May 3rd from 10 to noon, which is a Wednesday. And hopefully I have it down by then. I I can't imagine it would be, I shouldn't say this because it'll jinx it. I can't imagine it'll be too intense after watching Becca, as I mentioned before, when we were on the train going to Pittsburgh to the state convention, the NFB of Pennsylvania State Convention, she was helping someone else learn some things. And maybe it was the way she was teaching her, or maybe it's just that easy. It just seemed very easy what you had to do with, as I was saying yesterday at our Keystone chapter meeting, and I'll talk about this in a moment, but I was saying to someone with voiceover, sometimes just to maneuver, you're holding down four keys, four keys. And it's, it's just seems silly to me. And when I watched Becca talk to this friend of ours who was uh, learning Jaws It just seemed, wow, that just seems so easy. One of my hopes, once I do have Jaws down to a degree, I want to get Reaper for the PC so I can then edit on that machine as well. Uh, I found out 
by listening to Double Tap a couple of weeks ago, that in Reaper, you can not only edit audio, but you can also edit video. So I'd be interested to see how that works. And I'd be looking forward to trying that out because I do want to learn how to edit video. My biggest issue with editing video is, besides not seeing it, wondering how the, is there a jump? Does it look funny? When you edit by just the sound, it might sound right, but the the edit might look funny because of the way a person's hands may be when they're speaking or something else going on. So that is something that I really want to learn, and uh, I'm looking forward to trying that out as well. But I will report back. So I mentioned yesterday we had a Keystone chapter meeting, and it's the second Saturday of the month usually. Sometimes things come up where we have to push it because of the state convention. We had to push it. The problem is when we push it, not everybody gets the memo. Whether there's too few emails that go out about the meeting being moved or whatever it may be. So we don't like to move it. And in a couple of weeks, I'm sorry, in a couple of months, we're going to be doing something for Disability Pride Day on June 10th, which happens to be Liz and my anniversary, and it will be our 33rd anniversary, which sounds like a long time. (laughs) It probably sounds a lot longer to Liz, though. (laughs) So we're going to have to move the meeting. And obviously, if we have to move the meeting, it makes it it makes it tough on everybody. But at the meeting yesterday, one of the things that stood out, and, and I ended up walking about 11,300 steps yesterday between walking during the meeting and walking around that section of Philadelphia called University City when we walked over to get lunch and, and things like that. During the presidential release, which is each month the president of the National Federation of the Blind, the main, the national part of the organization, He comes out with this presidential release. It's kind of like a newsletter, if you will, that most chapters play during chapter meetings, and it goes over things that have been going on within the organization and so forth and so on. One of the items that he talked about yesterday, and I couldn't help but laugh when he said it, there is a guy named Dan O'Rourke who, because his father was blind and he saw how his father was able to handle things... I'm not, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not sure if it's his father or father-in-law. I think it was his father. The way he handled things after he went blind, or because he was blind, I'm not sure again if he was blind the whole time or he went blind during his life. He wanted to help out and bring awareness to the NFB. He's going to cycle from California to Chicago on Route 66. It's around 2,400 miles. Now, I think that's all great, and anything that brings awareness to the organization is good, but what do you think Dan O'Rourke does for his day job? I'll give you a minute. Do you have any ideas? What could Dan O'Rourke do when he's doing things for blind organiz- a blind organization? What do you think he does? <laughs> and I'm sure in his profession, he's been called blind more than once. There's a hint. He is an NHL on-ice official. So I just thought that was funny. Made me think of that bad call against Buffalo either this season or last season when everybody in Buffalo donated to the NFB up there (laughs) because of the official's bad call. So I just had to laugh when I heard that, and I thought that was really funny. Again, very cool that he's doing it. 
whether it does anything or not, who knows, it's certainly going to give him some recognition. And let's see if the jokes come that I was thinking about as I'm listening to an NHL on ice official (laughs) and doing something for a blind organization. The meeting in general, it's always a good time to both get together and the things that we talk about within the chapter and hearing from the different folks. And the best part, of course, is getting together with everybody. And there's usually eight or 10 that go in person. Everybody else is going online. And I think we usually have somewhere between 20 and 25 people at our meetings, both online and in person. But again, it's around 10 people in person, give or take. And I I think it was 10 yesterday. I'm not 100% sure. The best part is afterwards, we, some of us, not always all of us, we usually go someplace for lunch. And we did that yesterday. And it's always, it's a little harrowing to get from the Penn Museum where our meetings are to the restaurant. Yesterday, again, we went back to a place called the New Deck Tavern on Sampson Street in Philadelphia. We really enjoyed it the first time. That's why we thought we would go back. And they take care of us there. Our waitress, we had the same waitress named Maddie. And we actually entertained her. <laughs> I, w- I won't go into the details of our <laughs> of uh, our money our money uh, figuring at the end of the meal, <laughs> but it was entertaining, and uh, we all got a good kick out of it. No matter what you do, it's good to be in an organization with people that understand what you're going through, and that has always been one of the biggest things for me because. I always would think, oh, well, I can't do this because I can't see, or how would I do that? And then you're with people that do things that you're thinking that you can't do or wondering if you could do. And so it's good to be together with them. One of the people yesterday at our meeting, her name is Lily. She's uh, around seven or eight months pregnant. And that, that made me a little nervous walking over, crossing a few streets, and obviously watching for little divots in the road and things like that. And there were seven of us that went to lunch. So, and and unfortunately, Lisa had other plans because usually Lisa's at one end of our group and I'm at the other end. And it makes it easy because I know Lisa has, actually Lisa has more sight than I do. So it makes it a little easier getting from the museum to wherever we're going. And we can keep track of everybody that way. Otherwise, some people walk faster than others. Some people meander a little bit. And this way, when there's two, it's a lot easier. But with one, with me, it was, it was a, little more, <laughs> a little more difficult yesterday. But I was mostly concerned, sorry to all the others, but I was mostly concerned about Lily because, again, seven or eight months pregnant. As I told her, we didn't bring the bubble wrap to get her over there in. But we all made it over there okay. There were no issues, fortunately. And obviously in the restaurant, everything was good to go. And then Lily left early on an, in an Uber, so we didn't have to worry about walking. We all walked over to 30th Street Station. A few of us had to get on trains, and a few of us got into a car to go home. So all was good, and again, it was good to be together with folks, and it's just good to be together with folks who understand what you're saying and doing and feeling and knowing when one of us has a question, hey, how do you do this or what do you do that, for example— Since I was young, I have always done money, some people say a funny way, but if you're in a retail business or in any kind of business that handles money, 
it was this way for a reason. The banks wanted the guy's heads to be all the same way and it had to be nice and smooth and laid out. Well, that is counter to what blind people do with their money because how would a blind person know the difference between a 10 and a 20 and a 5 and a 1 and a 50? So when we were doing the money at the end, Harriet's handing me money to double check and she's handing me 10s that are folded long ways and she's handing me a 5 that's folded in four ways and the 20s were folded in half. And of course, they're not all together so she's handing me one bill at a time and that's against how I've been doing it since I was around 10 years old and working at my dad's store at 12th and Edgemont in Chester. So I immediately took all the money and put all the 20s together. Then I put all the 10s on top and then I put the fives and I don't think there were any ones. And she's like, what are you doing? I have no idea what that is now. And I said, I'm sorry, give it back to me. I had enough vision to see the president's faces, and I guess not all are presidents, right? Hamilton was never president. So at least I could see the images. I did them back the way she handed them to me, and it, <laughs> it just it made, me, it made me crazy because I didn't like handing it back to her that way because that's not, not how I've done it my entire life. And that's not how a bank would take it back then. Now, it may be a little bit different now with the money counters that are available. But most times when you send money to the bank, and I know in at the blind bodega when we did that and I straightened the I straightened the bills, Kirk didn't necessarily do that. And I'm guessing his bank was okay with that. And I guess maybe now it's not as difficult, but I know in the past that the bank has told me straighten up the money back when I had the video store. So that's why I do it. Someone in the group said that it was OCD. It's not OCD. That's how I was trained when I worked in a store. And when you have a habit, it's just a habit. I wouldn't have done it that way unless I was told to do it that way. That's not OCD when somebody tells you to do it that way. Yeah, you can tell I was a little irritated by that comment, right? (laughs) Again, I learned something And I kind of knew. There was a funny joke at the national convention, NFB national convention, a couple of years ago. They did a comedy night, and it was about a blind bank robber, and he went through asking the teller to fill up the bag with money, but before you do, could you fold all the 10s this way and all the 20s that way? And it was a funny joke, and that has always stuck with me. And I, again, I never figured, even though many days I can't see what the bills are, I still put them... As long as I know what they are, I know that the 20s are going to be on the bottom unless I have a 50 or a 100, which I would never carry at this point because I just would be afraid I'd use it as something else. And then the 10s and the 5s and the 1s. Now, I have one more short thing, and then I've got two just listens. And and the one just listen you kind of got because of the title of the podcast, but I also have another one. But before that, I want to I mention this. I got a text message from Dan yesterday morning, and it came from a post on the Phillies Facebook page. And it was an image of Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins at the opening day ceremonies, their home opener the day before. And the description that they offered 
to tell you what exactly was going on. Now, they didn't even put it in the alt tag. It was right there in the description. Again, that's the best place to put it because if you have somebody, not all of my friends who are visually impaired use screen readers or voiceover on their phone or things like that. So if you put it in the description, then there's no need for somebody who's visually impaired who may look at it and say, hmm, I kind of see there's a couple of guys there and I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're wearing. This way, everybody got to read it. And I thought it was very cool that they did that. Now, I don't know. When I got the image, Dan had texted it to me. I didn't go to Facebook to see if they also had it in the alt tag. There are a couple of news sites out there that do it both ways. They will put the description or a caption below the image that is then the same as the alt tag in the image. So if I'm looking at a news story, and I, I don't remember what site specifically, it's one of the one from the UK. I will hear the thing actually three times because it will say something in the text of the item. It will then say something as the alt tag. It will say the same thing. And then it will have the caption that says, so three times I will hear what is going on in, in the image. Now, it's not usually as much as the Phillies did with their image of... Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins. But it was very cool, and I appreciate, Dan, I appreciate you sending that to me and showing me that. I have not been to Facebook very much in the last few months. I just, I just don't have time to go through. And I think part of the issue is I used to go through on my computer, and because I'm having such trouble seeing on my computer, and it's hard to, on Facebook, the way I use voiceover, I will scroll and see who's there, and who's posted, and then turn voiceover off or on, or try to use text-to-speech, which on Facebook, sometimes it's difficult. I end up clicking on something and going someplace else. So if I go on Facebook, I usually go on my phone, and on my phone, I would never even know what's in the, what's in the picture. So I appreciate it, Dan. Thank you. And uh, just to touch on one other thing, also related to Dan, Dan and I had an instructor named Chris Staley back when we were at the Chubb Institute 20 years ago. And Chris and I have kept in contact, and I actually saw Chris and his husband, Ken, this past week uh, for a project that they're working on, and I'm excited for the project, and it was very cool to get together with Chris. But (laughs) the day started off by Chris telling me, I just took a COVID test. It's not COVID. And I thought, okay. (laughs) I said, we're still on, though, right? He said, yep, we're on. He said, I don't have a fever, and I don't have COVID, but I don't know what it is. So we came and we did this project that he's working on, him and Ken. And they left along with Barbara, who was with them, the producer. That'll give you a little clue. And a day or two later, I got a text message from Chris saying he had gone to the doctor that day. It wasn't, still wasn't COVID. It's still no fever. And he said his doctor had found something in his ear that had trapped, they were in St. Martin a few weeks ago, that had trapped water in his ear. And that was giving him the congestion and the headache and everything else. And so the doctor removed the stuff in the ear and things were starting to be better. And and I said, you could turn down the TV volume now, right? And so uh, so it was good to get together with Chris. I hadn't seen him. They They brought it to my attention. The last time we actually were together 
was back in May of 2016 when they had a reception for their wedding uh, in Philadelphia. They had gotten married. I, I don't remember. It wasn't. They had gotten married either months earlier or weeks earlier. I don't remember. But it was May, and, and I remember the date, May 14th of 2016, they had a reception in Philadelphia. And I think there's a picture either on Instagram or on Facebook of Liz and I with the Ben Franklin Bridge in the background from back then. And uh, I couldn't believe that it had been that long. It had been no, almost nine years since we had seen each other in person. Now, we've talked off and on over the over those nine years. Chris has some web hosting clients that I've given him a reseller price on that hosts with us. And so we talk from time to time about that. We talk from time to time about other stuff. And uh, it was good, though, to get together in person uh, with them. And it's been quite a while, obviously, nine years, almost nine years. That is just crazy to think about. Before we get to Just Listen, I have one more thing to mention, and that is White Canes Connect, episode 068. It will be out by the time you hear this. In it, I talked to Preston Gaylor. Preston is a member of the Jigsaw chapter of the NFB of Pennsylvania, and you're thinking, what's the Jigsaw chapter? The Jigsaw chapter is for folks who don't have any other chapters near them. It's a completely virtual chapter that meets only on Zoom, and people are from all around the state. The state is pretty big. If you're not familiar with the state of Pennsylvania, it's fairly big. And there are pockets of places where there's not a major city close enough to get to a chapter. Preston lives, I believe, near York. And the closest chapter to him would be in Harrisburg. But again, when you're blind, you can't easily get from point A to point B if public transport doesn't take you there. And especially towards the middle and western part of the state, it's difficult. So Preston was on. He talked about his living in that area. He talked about going to CBVI uh, when he was younger. And Preston is in his late 20s. But we had Preston on to introduce him because he's going to be guest hosting from time to time on White Canes Connect. And we thought, before we have him on as a guest host, maybe folks don't know about him. So we talked about some of the things that he does. For example, he is a moderator on a couple of Facebook groups, which to me is impressive because I have a lot of trouble in Facebook groups. Again, because I'm trying to use my sight more than my hearing because when you use your sight, you know how it's laid out. If you've got site where there's columns and all sorts of things, and it's so hard for me to find both the content and then listen to the content because I might click on the wrong thing because I think my mouse is over one thing and I want to listen to this post by somebody. But meanwhile, I've clicked on something, some other link and now I'm completely messed up. So he talks about that. He talks about the other podcasts that's, that he's on. And one of them I thought was very interesting. One of them is about radio and personalities and comings and goings and format flips and things like that. And I thought that was very cool because that is something that I've always been interested in as well. And we talked about that. And he also mentioned what he'd like to do when hosting episodes of White Canes Connect. It was a good conversation. So again, that's episode 068 of White Canes Connect. It'll be out by the time you listen to this. So check it out. 
And if you know me very well and you know some of my friends, Preston reminds me a lot of my friend John Neefsey. We finally made it to Just Listen. And I know you've been dying to know how I won eight and a half million dollars. But you're going to have to wait a little longer. Because before we do that soundbite, <laughs> I want to play Eddie Salcedo from the Piano Bar a couple of weeks ago. Eddie gave me permission too late for the last episode because the episode had actually dropped by the time I got his permission. And I obviously didn't want to go back and add it. I figured I'd add it in this episode. I had not met Eddie before that night at the piano bar. And I know a lot of folks in the NFB of Pennsylvania had met him at other events, but I had not. And it was good to meet him. He was a good guy. So here is Eddie Salcedo and his original song, or at least a clip thereof, of Six Foot Hole on Just Listen. This is an original song. And the name of it is kind of morbid, but you'll know uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's called Six Foot Hole. It's about a life evaluation and taking a stand. You know, during the past three years, we've done, we've dealt with some really crazy stuff. And uh, this is about taking a stand to sort of be an individual, be who you are. Don't follow necessarily what everyone is saying. Think for yourself, do research, question authority, question everything and I think you'll be better off. So here we go. Thank you. 
again, it was great to meet Eddie, and he's got a couple of albums out. You can just ask your A-Lady or G-Lady to play Eddie Salcido on Spotify, and it will play his music. And again, he's got a, got a few things out and another one on the way, and that song that you just heard will be on the upcoming album. So thank you, Eddie. Thank you for the permission, and I'm glad I could play that for everyone to hear. So again, check out his stuff on Spotify, and there's some other places you can find him as well. Now, I know you've all been waiting for this since the title of this podcast (laughs) alluded to it, but I got this call uh, probably over a week ago now, and it said, well, let's just listen. A pleasant good day to you. My name is Susan Williams, and I'm calling you from the publisher's clearinghouse in the department in regards to your prize that you have won, which is $8.5 million, a brand new 2023 C-Class Mercedes-Benz, and also 7000 a week for life. And we need to have delivered to you as soon as possible. So please give us a call back at 951-708-0702. So there it is. The publisher's clearinghouse call I've been waiting for my entire life. It wasn't Ed McMahon showing at my door. It wasn't anybody else showing up at my door. I just got a phone call out of the blue. Never entered publisher's clearinghouse since I was probably 15 years old. And I guess I won, right? I mean, you believe that, right? Should we all call the number? Now, I have never heard of a prize, and I think that it kind of throws things off if you're thinking, hey, maybe I did win. Yeah, I won eight and a half million. I won a C-class Mercedes. And then they say, and you won $7,000 a week. I've never heard of a prize where they give you money up front and then give you money each week. So let me know if you've heard of something like that. And if you do call that number and say, hey, I got to call. I won some money. What do I have to do? Let me know what they tell you there, too, because I'm sure they don't keep a record, these these folks who are doing this. Don't keep a record. And I debated on not playing it for you this week, but calling Publishers Clearinghouse and playing it for them and then getting their response. And maybe I'll reach out to them. I don't know that I'm going to have time between all the other things that I'm doing and also going to see BVI for a couple hours this coming week each day uh, Wednesday through Friday but that's it just listen and that wraps up the show episode 226 of I Can't See You please reach out on social media at David Benj D-A-V-I-D B-E-N-J Twitter Facebook Instagram LinkedIn and YouTube where you can also listen to the show like Ziggy Please reach out via email, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you love, what you hate, what you'd like to see more of. And I really do want to have more blind bosses. I just haven't had time to reach out and set up recording times for the list of folks that I have. But I will get more into that once I'm thinking once I get done with the NFB of Pennsylvania website, so, which should hopefully be in the next couple of weeks. You could also reach out via phone, 646-926-6350. Again, 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes. Please leave your name and your town. If you do leave a voicemail, same thing. What you love, what you hate, what do you want to see more of? Anything you've got. 
you think I'm crazy to believe that I actually won eight and a half million dollars. <laughs> and no, I don't actually believe that, but I thought it was a good clickbait title for this episode. So again, 646-926-6350. As usual, the show notes are available over on the website, icantseeyou.com slash 226, icantseeyou.com slash 226. And remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U.com slash 226. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Be well, stay safe, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.